Hey guys, welcome to episode 12 of the Alex Waters Show. I'm your host, Alex Waters. And on this week's episode, um, this was a really fun chat. I probably fucking say that every single week uh, and I probably swear too much too, but here we go. Um, yeah, I caught up with Kim Barrett, the owner of Your Social Voice, which is a social media marketing agency based in Perth. He's a world-renowned marketer. He's interviewed and hung out with the likes of Gary V, Grant Cardone, uh, Grant and Alina Cardone, um, you know, many, many others, just to name a few. And, you know, I really wanted to get Kim on the show because uh, he has a very interesting way of looking at things. You know, I, I think the way he thinks naturally is just quite unique and different to most people. And so I wanted to dive into you know, a lot around why he does what he does and what drives him and, you know, how he's kind of strategized to get access to some of these bigger names and really platform himself and his business forward in life. You know, we discuss about overcoming fear and, and what that looks like for him um, and a few other things as well. It was, a, it was a really cool, just authentic and genuine conversation. And um, if you're on YouTube, You'll notice um, we were at Kim's office this time, so a bit of a different background. Yeah, but it was it was really, really great. So let's get stuck into it. Here's episode 12 of the Alex Waters Show. Kim, how are you going? Great, my man. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, um, and people checking us out on YouTube. We're in a different location today. This is Kim's office, so I feel I feel like I'm in a, in a Gary V type environment. Like, <laughs> like, like, I try and make it like half Gary V, half like suits with my balls. Like, yeah, yeah. You know, like <laughs> yeah, a little bit of everything. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's awesome. Um, super, like a bit of an inspiration because yeah, I'm just in the process of revamping my home home studio, home office. So hopefully, I have like a bookcase in there and a few a few personal things. You know, maybe some psychedelic art. Yeah, yeah, I that love kind it. of thing. Bro, like you've done some really cool things and, and obviously we caught caught up through my 100 Coffees project mm -hmm. and one thing that really struck me when we caught up was just like how uh, you're just like incredibly humble and just seem to be someone doing, just like doing really what they love. Mm. Like give the listeners a little snapshot of where you've come from and what you're doing now. Yeah, for sure. So, I mean, uh, for me, I've always went through school did all that sort of stuff and i was like oh when i grow up like what i want to be and it was always wanting to be a businessman like that was just kind of my thing and i was like like if i can do that i, I studied and try to do all those things the traditional way yeah um and it just didn't really come off the way that i expected because you know they're like oh, go to university get a degree i'm like yeah cool but what like then they don't tell you the other you know, three and a half thousand people per semester that graduate with the same degree sure. you're like, oh, <laughs> like what do i actually do now with that so that kind of pushed me into the world of business so uh, for myself and for me i'd always looked at what makes businesses work and to me the fundamentals was like really marketing and sales like mm -hmm. yes you have to have a good product yes you have to be able to deliver on all that all those things but most people like most people don't start businesses and they suck you know what i mean so you don't really start a business and it's like oh i want to become a hairdresser but i give people bald patches it's like you get into it because you're good and you kind of like what you're yeah. doing right so for me it's like well if i can help people with like one of those two things surely I should be able to have success and grow and, you know, help people because they all love what they do. If I can help them get more people in front of what they do, 
everyone should win. Yeah. So that's that was really then what became my goal, and that's why we started doing marketing as opposed to you know anything else. I've been in speaking, tons of different industries when I was like working through uni and then after uni, and it's like oh it was all kind of so so, and then this was like mm. oh, cool, I actually get to make a good impact on people. Yeah, cool. And um, like you're obviously really good at at what you do. I you know I scrolled the internet um before before i came here and i was like i just googled your name just to like see what comes up yeah when was the last time you did that uh some uh, look i don't say i sit there and google myself <laughs> all the time it's like uh yeah. it's uh but because i regularly have to go back and try and find people might be like oh can i get an article or a mention you've mentioned this like where is it and i'm yeah. like oh, kim barrett like entrepreneur magazine or whatever else so i have to go and find it so that's the only time sure. that i google myself yeah yeah so I, you out. know like a couple of things came up which is like the lord of marketing kim Bar- like lord kim barrett and the marketing yeah. goat of perth like kim <laughs> yeah. barrett. So it was several times as well yeah. how did those names come about well the lord is because i am technically a lord of scotland no um, way yeah really? so <laughs> It's kind of a side side track oh, conversation, awesome. but so like we were at a mastermind event on Bintan Island and we're sitting there and we're talking about like how to get discounted flights and hotel stays and get upgrades and stuff like that. We're all just, you know, having a chat and I was like, I'm pretty sure I read this article where they said if you're a lord um, or a doctor or have like a high level, like what do you call it, like prefix to your name, that's when you are more likely to get it. And then I was like, oh, I wonder if you can buy like I was like, I'm pretty sure you can buy a lordship so <laughs> I jumped on Google and I was like buy a uh, lord title and it, this thing came up and I was like is this legit and then I was like oh it came up and it was like 68 bucks US or something and I was like oh and everyone's like do it Kim come on become a lord right now let's do it and then we'll call you lord Kim for the rest of the like the island <laughs> yes. stay and I was like okay but it was that one of the all-inclusive results I didn't have my wallet but I had my phone so I was like oh if I can pay with PayPal Right now, I'll do it. If I can't pay with PayPal, I won't do it. Yeah. And then like add to cart, next button, pay, check out with PayPal. And I was like, looks like I'm doing it. So I checked out and bought my like, because in Scotland, it's just, it's all about land ownership, yeah. right? So it's like I have like a square meter of <laughs> uh, of land in Glencoe, Scotland. Yeah, legit. So technically legit. Have you visited lot. it? No. Nah. No. Nah. No, nah, not yet. I will go one day and plant a flag just on that one little square. Yeah, yeah. yeah draw a little, you know, square around it so everyone knows that's mine. Yeah. So there's obviously no, like their foreign ownership laws are friendly to um, yeah, international it. lords. Yeah, they don't mind. So. Man, I, you know, I, I would say I, like, that sounds awesome. I kind of want to do it, but I feel like I'd be a total copycat now. Well, you can become the duke, right? You can go and buy a duke ship or something oh, like okay. that. There's, like, there's yeah. different levels you can Yeah, get. sure. Yeah. What if you can become a, buy a night ship? Can't buy a night ship, you but you can buy, buy like ship. you can become yeah, Duke, Duchess, Lord, Lady. There's like one or two other ones. There yeah, like one. a Baron. Yeah, that's the one. A yeah, Baron, Baron, Baroness. Baroness. Yeah, yeah, okay. Baron, I think that suits yeah. me. Okay, yeah, you can get away with that, bro. <laughs> Easy, epic. Um, how much do you kind of believe in you know having a having a purpose? Because I think a lot of people starting out or um, even going through life are sort of caught up in this idea of having this you know purpose, and often it can get quite aloof and. Yeah, it's, it becomes very esoteric, as you say. Like, yeah. like, I would say that you should have a purpose in what you do, but I don't think you necessarily have a definitive. It's like, I, this is my only purpose that I have in my entire world. And if I can't figure that out, then, you know, um, like I'm a failure and that's not going to work. Yeah. So to me, it's like, if you 
have a purpose behind what you're doing, it may not be the thing that you do for the entirety of your life or brings you the most joy. But if you have that, then I think you'll be able to deliver at a high level, enjoy what you do. But if you don't have a purpose, if you're just doing something for the sake of doing it, mm. then to me, it's like, that's never going to be fulfilling and be like, oh, cool. I actually have fun doing this. Whereas for me, it's like, I know I have a purpose for what we do here at YSV. So I'm like, cool. Every day I'm excited to go to work. I love getting up early and getting in here. And yeah. if I have to work late, working late and all that sort of stuff as well. But I think if I was just going, if I was just like, oh, this is a job and I just market people's stuff on Facebook, like I probably wouldn't have a very enjoyable time. Yeah, sure. So, so what's your purpose then? So uh, at the moment, I would say what it is, uh, like I can't tell you my entire life's purpose because yeah. I, I don't know. Um, but at the moment, it's just to help business owners to be able to focus on doing what they do best. Yeah. Like for me, because if I do that, and that's what makes me the happiest. Like, yes, we do cool stuff. We hit cool targets that we get excited by. Like even, you know, we got the two comma club awards from ClickFunnels, which is like a million dollars through one sales funnel. Wow. That was cool. And like, it was exciting to go and do it. But I get more excited where it's like, all right, let's say that you and I set up ad campaign and you get the first lead and you're like, Kim, I'm so happy I got my first lead. Like ever, I've never got leads from Facebook. That makes me more happy because it's yeah. like, cool. Now you're on the path to where you can have leads coming in every single day you have no stress and worries about that yes you'll have other problems in your business but that first part is kind of taken care of yeah so that's what makes me the happiest is when something like christy just told me just before we came in here one of our clients set up a new funnel for them they spoke to a new client and they're like cool they're going to buy you know like a four or five grand program and they've always struggled with lead gen from other companies and stuff mm. so to me i'm like yes that doesn't mean they're going to pay us anymore. It doesn't mean like anything like that. But for me, I'm like excited for them because then it's like, cool, I'm fulfilling my purpose by going, well, they are doing what they do best now. They're helping people with sales. I can, you know, rest easy and sleep well tonight. Mm, yeah. I mean, you've, you've done um, a few other things outside of your social voice. Like you've, you've, you know, bought into other businesses and, and sort of you've got JVs. Um, tell us a little bit about that and how that's come about. It's just always like, you know, to be honest, like I read this article once and it was like about, it's like you're never lucky or in the right place at the right time. It's just preparedness yeah. and putting yourself in front of opportunity. So that's what I always try and do is like, if I can be prepared and uh, I think it's like a Les Brown or something, a quote, and one of my uh, my brother-in-law Calvin always uses it, which is like, it's better to have, uh, be prepared for an opportunity and not have one to have an opportunity and not be prepared. Yeah. And to me, I'm like, that's what, then that's the way I think about it. So for me, I'm always looking like, you know, if someone came to me today and like, cool, I've got a deal. So, okay, I'm like, I'm prepared to take on a deal. I'm prepared to put YSV in a position where we help with marketing and can take an ownership stake. Like I'm always prepared for that. You know, that's why I like watching shows like Billions, Suits, you know, like, as I said, like the things on here, like, you know, even like him or hating, uh, hating yeah. like Jordan Belfort, like, yeah, things like that. Yeah. And it's like, there's a reason why it's like, it's the Leo version, not the real version. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So you have, you've never had any, um, like miniature dwarfs in here, throwing them around? Look, not in work hours. No. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, crazy. Maybe that's your next... Uh, yeah, when you get the new office. That's a, yeah. that's your next um, like nickname, actually. Yeah. Perth's Wolf of Wall Street. Yeah. I'm going to put it in this somewhere and it'll come up on Google and the start wolf ranking. Of, wolf of St. George's Terrace or something. Yeah, right? yeah. yeah exactly. <laughs> um, yeah, that's awesome. Like outside of you know business, because mm. it's cool to sort of go, you know, I have purpose in what I do. I'm helping lots of people. But you obviously work you know, incredibly hard, like what is driving you? Like, mm. you, do you have things in your mind you're trying to achieve for your life? Yeah. Like what, what is your, I hate using the cliche term, like what is your why? Yeah. Well, I think like, there's a great quote from as well, Richard Branson, which is like, um, 
I don't have work-life balance. It's like I have my life and that includes work and everything like that. So I don't ever, you know, like I don't kind of disseminate between it's like this time and this time. It's like I'm always thinking about work stuff and business stuff. And that's because I think for me, like I want to leave a uh, an impact. And I had a, I was on a podcast yesterday and they're like, what impact do you want to have on like the industry that you're in? And I was like, cool, I just want it to be like, I want to make a difference. And like I have like a little plaque up the back there, which is like helping off people get what they want you will get everything you want. And we also have a value in our company, which is like leave things better than you found them. Mm-hmm. So for me, it's like, cool. In the market, in the fa- like whether it be Facebook marketing, marketing or advertising in general, like whatever category you want to put us into, that we made a good impact on that and that people could look back and it's like, I've got books by, you know, from the 1940s of the, the all-time greats of marketing and advertising. And I want people to go, cool. Kim made an impact on that, made it better when he was there in it. If I if that is all that happens in my life, then um you know I'll be I'll be happy. That's all you want, just that make it make an yeah. impact on that and say like everyone around me has a good time, you know like not at the detriment of others. Like if I can bring people up with me, that's always the goal, you mm-hmm. know, and you know lead people to be able to do whatever it is they want to do as well. Then yeah. happy days. Like you know I can't like you know it's, we're not in the days of where I've got to go fight a fight a war as a knight and you know yeah. like and, and take over if I can make a positive impact there so that businesses can make an impact which impacts all their lives their families and stuff like that I'm, mm. I'm sweet with that I mean that that to me sounds like an incredibly altruistic statement and like way of being mm. um, and coming from me like I was <laughs> I feel like I was born a more selfish person yeah. you know I don't know if we had this conversation at coffee but it's like I have a theory that people are like just typically naturally more selfish or more selfless. Yeah. Well, that, dude, John, that's that's selfish. though, what I just said. It's selfish. Yeah. Because you because it makes want, me feel good. It makes you feel good. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like yeah, no one like yes, other people will benefit, but because they benefit, I feel good. Mm. So there's no truly like uh, I was having a chat with Ken on my sales team. That was like there's no he was bringing it up. I can't remember who said it, but it's like there's no selfless act. Yeah. Because the fact of being selfless becomes selfish because you're like no, 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 like it's not for me, it's for other people. So that makes you intrinsically feel good. You can't do that and feel bad. Mm. So it's selfish anyway. So yeah. I'm with you, bro. We're both selfish. It's all right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Come down to my level. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, cool. I totally get that. I mean, yeah, it's it's been something I've had to work work on. When I say selfish versus selfless, you know, I, I suppose the distinction I would make there is like I grew up uh, and would consistently be thinking about myself mm. and uh in a selfish type way yeah and so so it was blocking out thoughts of thinking about other people um yeah, you. so you're like more like what's in it for me yeah exactly type, yeah, yeah. yeah like yeah. i was so obsessed by what was going on in my own head my own problems and all that sort of stuff that you know that you are yes you get something good from it because ultimately i had a really good chat with someone yesterday actually he was sharing with me um tim guest he was sharing with me oh, yeah. Um, so philosophy he's been studying lately around transactions, like mm. transactional philosophy and how everything in life is a transaction, mm. even, as you just described, even when it, it appears to be an incredibly selfless act and, and is, and, but it, there's a transaction there. It doesn't have to be a, a negative connotation to that. So yeah, hundred percent. Yeah. Um, you know, going back to kind of business, you've run a, you know, really big event called certified ballers, like incredibly successful, gone and you know met with grant elena cardone and interviewed them got mark boris at your your event like what does that process even look like to you know get get someone like that at your at your event because i imagine a lot of people think 
like that it just must be impossible to do and you know have all these kind of things in their head yeah you know? well it's always like pretty much it's like you're willing to pay enough money anything can happen you <laughs> yeah, know so, sure. uh it's uh, anything is possible but for me it's like uh, and that's kind of one of the things i also believe it's like really anything is possible and it's like to be honest i always like to ask my questions like well why not mm. you know it's like cool well uh grant and elena cardona coming to australia well, why can't i get them on my podcast mm-hmm like you know and especially when they were looking for people to mm. be on podcasts of so i'm like well this is a perfect opportunity and then they're like cool we're going to be in these cities i'm like great like i said before like being prepared it's like cool any of those cities you pick the time and day i'll be in one of those cities mm-hmm. and we'll record this interview so and you had to pay them for it no so no. i well i had to get there film it sure. promote it because for them they wanted exp- what did they want it's like as you said transactional they wanted exposure in australia while they're here because they're doing a b tour mm-hmm. they're doing a boot camp and because i did the interview with them. They got an interview with two other guys. One guy bought their boot camp, then paid them probably like 60, 80 grand plus US to go into their masterminds and stuff that I that I directly know of, mm. let alone all the indirect impact that that had. So for them, for them doing that one podcast with me, they made at least close to 100K US mm. without even like the knowledge of, of the back end of that because they go, cool, we do podcasts, we get awareness. People yeah. are going to come to our event. They're going to pay us more money if they like what we do. Yeah. So they they had a really great approach to that so for them i was just like cool i found out that they were coming i was like great why wouldn't they want me to interview them let's go just ask again the biggest thing and you just emailed them or something like that emailed their assistant and i was like hey you guys are coming like i would love to um do a video this is what i'm going to do with the video this is how i'm going to promote you guys and i was the first of all the interviews in australia that they did to get it out as well so i recorded on a friday we had it live and published by monday Mm. um two half an hour full of 40 minute interviews up running with facebook ads got like eighty thousand views on them or whatever it is just pumped them out to yeah all the audiences that we have in australia and it did really really well so yeah but that's because i was prepared i was like cool. as well like if you if i wasn't prepared to be like oh i can't get there or oh, you can only get me in sydney i'm only going to be i was actually going to be in brisbane anyway and i was like cool i will go to your event in sydney and i'm going to go to an event the next day in brisbane I'm happy to do both. So I, you tell me which city you want to do it in and I'll, I'll be there. Where are going to do it? In the city, at this hotel, this place, this time? Cool. I'll get there. Yeah. I made it happen. So that was, yeah, just me just going, cool, I'm just going to push for it and see. Because worst that case, they're like, no, nah, we, we don't need any more people or we don't want anyone. It's like, okay, cool. No worries. Like, it's just a no. Yeah. Like, there's no, you know, it's not like they're like, no, we hate Kim Barrett. Yeah, yeah. Like, exactly. we don't want you specifically. You yeah. Know, like, that would be the only outcome. So to me, I'm like, eh. That's not that bad. So yeah. I can handle that. And then like, for example, Mark Boris, all like, cool, we wanted to bring over someone good who wasn't, I'll say the word tainted, but it's not the word I want to use. Like tainted is in like, they've already done events with other people. So it's, mm. there's already a familiarity because I was going, I was like, oh, what if I got like Janine Ellis or Naomi Simpson from Shark Tank? Because sure. I know they're doing events and I see them at events, but I'm like, oh. They've been here a couple of times. They've been here from other people's events and they have, that means that they have an anchor and their preconceived idea of what they think that event's going to be like. Yeah. So I was like, who hasn't been over for ages and done anything? And I was like, oh, Mark Boris. Like he's like, he ran his TV show. He's got his podcast, which is pumping all these things. So Mm -hmm. it'd be good to bring him over, you know, like in hindsight, he, he added value from the value he gave to the event, but no one came to our event maybe one person that's like, I want to see Mark. Mm. 
So for me, I was like, oh, well, I had all my other like friends who are speakers and stuff as well. Everyone else on there, like I knew really well. So they all came and spoke and I had more people that were like, I want to hear Ryan Tuckwood on sales. I want to hear Kim on Facebook. I want to hear Brooke on Instagram. Like I want to hear all these things. So they were more beneficial, even though they were much easier to get to come along. Sure. Much less contracts, much less yeah, uh, yeah. Hoops, to, hoops to jump through than, than getting Mark over. How does that change your, your perspective on the next one then? So the next one, like I'm pretty lucky in the fact that I've got a pretty good network of speakers in Australia. Like I'd probably say like the top echelon of speakers that are not on a speaker circuit because most of them speak for themselves. So next time I would not have, I would not invest in someone like Mark Boris and getting him over mm. because I know how much of impact all the other guys have had. Mm. Now that we've like, we've hit it and people go, okay, this is what type of event that Kim has. It's not a pitch fest. It's not, um, you know, you sit and be locked in a room and then, yeah, like we're making you run to the back of the room, the table to sign contracts, <laughs> yeah. like, which is, which is not bad. Like that, that's the type of an event, but that's yeah. why we charge. Nah, like, that's bullshit. I'm just going to call it. It's yeah. bullshit. You're doing it. <laughs> well, look, it's a sales event, right? So it's like, if you, yeah. if you pay $49 to go to a, a whole day and Tony Robbins is going to be in all these other people say, like, how do you expect they're going to make money? Yeah. You know, like for me, I'm like, if when I did a whole, um, about the NAC, uh, which is what Grant Cardone and Gary V and stuff talked at last time they were here, did a whole video. And I was like, they've got to make money somehow. So yes, they're going to give you some content, but you know, you're going to be sold versus like, if you don't want to be, then it's like, cool. Then you're paying 500, a thousand bucks plus for a ticket. Yeah. And it's like, if you look at the ticket price, you can know what type of event it's going to be. So if yeah. you want to go and get like a touch and you're fresh to the industries and you want to see what it's like, go pay 49 bucks yeah but if you want good value and just value and that alone no pitching you're paying like you're gonna pay a price because you know people walk into a a like for example like nac they walk into like the sydney olympic stadium to an event it's like like that room alone and most people don't think about it and i always think about i'm doing the math i'm like this venue alone would have probably cost them like 50 to a hundred thousand dollars yeah for the venue that's before you put chairs in it. That's before you put your staff in it. That's before you put the stage in it, the lighting, the AV, the books. And then everyone's like, oh, $49, what a ripoff am I? Yeah. Mate, <laughs> that, that, they didn't make any money on your $49. Yeah. They only make money if you buy something after. Yeah, sure. So it's it's the it's the same as like if you go on a free webinar. It's like, and of then course. someone else, you're like, oh. Yeah, it's all, you know, it's the, it's the, the whole guy thing. spoke about himself and then sold me something. It's like, mate, it's a free webinar. Yeah. I'm sure there was one nugget. Hopefully, that there's at least one nugget of value in there. Yeah. And that's the same. I always look for if I go to an event like that, like, I just want one thing. Yeah. If I get one thing out of it, that's of value to me. It might even, but it might just mean I meet someone. If I go there and that's, that, that's worth 49 bucks or mm. the free webinar or whatever it is, like, that's worth my time. If I get one connection or if I get one little nugget and go, oh, cool. Or even if it's like, great, when I went there, they set up their event like this so I can take that for my event when I do sure. it. Value. Gone. Yeah. yeah. Do you think just on that, like the whole sales piece and, and you know, getting people to run to the back of the room quickly and stuff like that is really just a reflection of the fact that most people so stuck in their own head or their own fear that like they have to be sold in order to take action. Like there has to be this like yeah. huge carrot dangled in front of them and like dragged along to get them to run. If, um, if people were intrinsically good at all the things that they needed to do in life, we wouldn't have traffic lights. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> Love that. Like, so it's like, we need <laughs> yes. to be told when to stop, when to yeah. slow down, yeah. when to go, so like all those things. So to me, I'm like, people need to be, because even in those things, when you go there, 
you've, it's not like they've and people let's like say they've been like if they have a negative experience they'll be like I was manipulated into making it's like yeah you know what you're doing you're going over there you're yeah. filling in a form you're still waiting in a line for five minutes to do something you want to do it yeah so if you, some people we do need to be told as humans and even like we write an ad and I'll write it with like you want to call it persuasive copy in mind it's like cool so from here it's simple click below do this and do that if I don't do that my conversion rate drops so if I don't say just that line, click below and you now you, if you see ads on Facebook and it has a structure at the end, you know, it's probably one of mine. It's like, click below, leave your details and one of our team members will reach out to see if we can help. If you don't say that, you probably lose 10% of your conversion rate. Right. And that's purely because people are like, okay, read the ad. Now what do I do? Yeah. Like they're not saying that out loud, but yeah, in their yeah, mind, yeah. that's what happens. Sure. So it's and then like, they're just, they're, they're basically following directions to get there and yeah totally get it yeah so it's always what happens so for yeah. me i think it's it, it does need that and there's some people like if i want to buy something when i'm at an event like that i'll be the first one at the table before they've even like told you to run because i'm like cool i want it and i also don't want to wait in line so i'll just walk up and like i was like give me your form bro i'll fill it in and buy yeah. whatever it is but most people need to have that extra push and it's like cool if you do want to do it stand up because yeah. there's instruction right same as like stop stand up go to the back of the room yeah like Click below, leave your details. Yeah. Stop your car now, pause, and now go with your car. So do you think, you know, you're a pessimist or an optimist when it comes to the evolution of, of the human being? Because, you know, like, are we are we evolving and getting more intelligent or does it just appear that way? And it depends what your measuring stick is. Yeah. Like, it depends how you measure that. And it's like, it's everyone's like, oh, this happened, this happened. I was like, cool. Is that happening or are there just more people? There's the whole like, um, you know, like the, what's that, like the 1% or 2% of the population that blah, blah, blah. And people are like, nah, things are changing. It's more like this. I'm like, well, yeah. is it or is it, do we just have a larger portion of 2% now? Mm. You know, or it's like, you know, so for me, I'm like, I think people are always going to be people. Like the only thing that I see improving is really like, medical science and things like that or potential like proper science where it's like cool we can get spaceships to mars now and stuff yeah. like that which is cool but it just means i think that we have more people like the population's never been as big so if you've got more smart people surely they can work on more things to push us forward faster sure so because i think there's always going to be people that are just like oh, like i'm good like i don't yeah you know like i don't want to uh evolve or anything it's like i'm pretty happy just doing my things Yep. Living with my family, going to the beach on the weekends. Yeah. And that's cool. Like, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, I had a conversation yesterday and we we're talking about, um, you know, people staying in comfort. And I, I made the point, I was like, it's it's only a problem if they're staying in comfort from a place of fear, mm. you know, and they want to, like, they wish they weren't in it. But if they're staying in comfort from a place of, like, limitlessness and just like, I can do whatever I want and I'm just really fucking comfortable doing this. Yeah. It's awesome. Yeah, that's it's, what I mean. It's like no if, meaning of life, you know. Like we don't yeah. have to overcomplicate it. Like yeah, you do whatever like, you want. If you get upset that you're not changing, that's when it's a problem. Yeah. If you're like, oh, if you want to complain about stuff, and it's like, well, if you're going to complain, then that's on you. But if you're like, I'm good, and it's like, enjoy. Like you know, people are like, oh, you know, what? Why are people like everyone should be a business owner, everyone should be an entrepreneur, and do this and that? And I'm like, no. There's a guy probably called Pete who drives a garbage truck 
who's happy as. Pete or Dave. Yeah, Dave Davo. He's just in the truck. He goes up, <laughs> he picks the bins up, he gets home at like 8 a.m., yeah, chills, true. you know, like spends some time with his family, has an early night, has a couple beers, and he's content. Yeah. And it's like, Davo, you do you, mate. You enjoy that. Like, yeah. you don't have to go and start a business and become an entrepreneur or, you know, like be part of the great awakening of the human consciousness or whatever you want to say. <laughs> it's like, you enjoy that, mate. You take, like, you, you love driving the garbage truck, man, as long as you're happy. Like, yeah, you keep doing it. Well, you know, many would argue that that actually, you know, he, he is probably more conscious and awakened than many. Uh, you know that that yeah. it's it's kind of going back to like old Buddha Buddhist principles, you know, around gratitude and acceptance of what you have and what what things how things are. Yeah, and and inner peace isn't gained by getting more of things outside of yourself. Exactly, hundred yeah. percent. Yeah, are you a Buddhist? I don't think I'm anythingist. I'm just like, <laughs> I'm just, I just, I, I, like it sounds weird. I'm just am. Like, yeah, I'm, yeah like uh, I, I don't, that's, you know, subscribe to any. That's how spiritual thing yeah, to say. Yeah. <laughs> I, I just am. I just am. I'm just a being, man. Just, you know, <laughs> yeah. riding a ball of uh, rock and molten lava through the universe, bro. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. No, but it's like, I think there's there's good things that come from every, like, and, like my parents did probably one of the best things because my dad was very religious. They took us to church a few times. Like, cool, if you want to go, Mm. you tell us and we'll take if you don't want to go yeah we're not going to make you so for me it's like i've always had experience of that on my dad's side of the family where they have been more uh religious and it's like cool i respect and i appreciate and take some points of that i look at buddhism take some stuff from that look at the management styles of scientology cool i'll take some of that action yeah. as well like yeah. you know it's, it's all good to me <laughs> it's like it's all out there so i'll take bits and pieces of all of it yeah cool I was in a funny story about Scientology. I was in LA and like a couple of years ago doing some filming. I was filming a vlog and like was like filming outside there and outside the Scientology Center in West Hollywood. And um, yeah, obviously they approached me, asked me not to film anymore. And then I, I got roped in and I walked inside and was like, fuck, I'm going to take some of the tests. Yeah. So it was, it was pretty interesting and actually really opened my mind to how there's actually a lot of good in what they, they've done. They've just given a lot of, you know, been given a lot of... Um, of a bad rap, perhaps, you know, rightly or wrongly so, but... Um, I think that's with everything. Look, I mean, no, no one seems to still talk about the Crusades and all the people that got killed all around the world and, yeah. like, what happened when people went to, like, went to Mexico and places mm. like that when the Spanish came across and, like, all of that sort of stuff, like, gets eventually brushed under. So, it's like, every, there's no religion that's really had, like, a no, no. conflict or yeah. impact on people. So, say, like, if as long as it's not, like, a, like negative like a cult or something where it's like actually bad where they're doing bad things it's like people are good they're getting along let them do it's like yeah yeah you do you like enjoy yourself whatever you want to do yeah i noticed i uh, can't help but notice your whoop yeah i just got whoop, mine whoop. uh five days ago how's your recovery bro oh man last night terrible yeah <laughs> i'd like yeah it's it's actually you know it's brought a lot of awareness to to me about basically because of how shit my quality of sleep is at the moment i need mm. to be in bed it's telling me for like 10 hours to recover oh really properly fire out yeah um, I'm, I'm missing about eight yeah but it's funny when you change it so for anyone that's listening it's like you got the you can choose if you want to perform at your peak yes or just perform or get by, get by. and you look at it and you're like peak and it's like cool you need to be in bed last <laughs> night was like quarter past eight because i got by like five i'm like quarter past eight i'm like i've barely finished like making dinner getting yeah, home man. like doing some washing and i'm like uh, I need to go to bed now. And my partner, she's a bit more of a night owl. So it's, the, and so she'll be up until like two because yeah. that's when she like lights up and is most creative. And for me, I'm like, 
it's eight o'clock and she's like, are you going to bed already? I'm like, look, my, it's not, I'm not, I don't want to go, but my app says I need to be in bed in 10 minutes (laughs) if I want to be peak tomorrow. So I've got to do it. Yeah. Um, mine last night told me 7.55 for a a. 6am wake up. So like it's well, if you need to know, like my recovery has been pretty good. Yeah. So um, it's it's come off the back of like the I think the first two nights I had it, I had my son with me and like he didn't sleep for three hours in the middle of the night, and so I was pretty much up all night with him. But um, can you do you actually find you can get to sleep? You know, when you go to bed that early. So I do a few things to make sure that I can. So I make sure that oh I do my best to no food two out up like two out. So like I'll try and have dinner by like. 6 30 mm. and not have any more to drink like water wise but 6 30 yeah blue light blockers on from about six um and then i also have cbd oil so i have cbd oil probably about 7 7 30 yeah okay depending on and that normally means i can go to sleep sure at a reasonable time and no coffee after now i'm doing no coffee after like 11 yeah is my goal so most days i've been able to hold to that and then pretty much by that time I can pretty closely get to sleep. Sometimes yeah. it takes me a little bit, but my most of the time, latest I've been to sleep this week because I'm doing like eight hour sleep challenge for 10 days, trying every day to do eight hours yeah. is about like quarter past nine has been the latest that I've fallen asleep according to this. Mm. So it's pretty, pretty decent. Yeah, cool. So you've noticed an impact on your energy levels? Yeah. Well, my goal is to do, t- so I think tomorrow, which or may or may not hit. So it's like 10 days in a row was my goal of eight hours sleep. And they reckon by the 10th day, you'll be buzzing off the walls. That's mm. meant to be tomorrow. So I'm definitely feeling much more energy. But to like for me to get the right amount of sleep tonight, because I will like a 4 a.m. wake up tomorrow, sure. is like, cool, you need to be in bed by 7 p.m. I'm like, oh, I don't know. Uh, that's just not going <laughs> to happen. You haven't, you haven't gone to bed at 7 p.m. since you were like a 11-year-old yeah, since that cat was going to bed. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, crazy. Uh, yeah, I, I mean, I'm... Yeah, I, I've made a decision for myself that like I needed to figure out why I was getting so tired in the afternoons and that's what prompted me to get it. And the very first night I got it, I was like, oh, I was in bed from like 9 p.m. till 6 a.m., right? And it told me I only got six hours or like uh, two hours of deep sleep and one and a half of REM. So it was, yeah. it was like four hours quality sleep. Yeah, um, and that's what screws you up, right? Exactly. I was in bed all that time waking up tired and I'm like, what the fuck's going on? So... It's clear my body needs to catch up and yeah, but um, I've, I've been talking about it because I reckon most people, I don't have awareness about it. Oh, it's funny. Like, I talk to everyone in the office and like, yeah, most people don't, aren't thinking about it, aren't, wouldn't even know like when you're tracking, it's like, yeah, cool. You say like, I've been in, in bed, but if you have all those disturbances and then it's like, great, then you've got to think, cool. Like, was it, some, was it my environment that caused it? So did I have light? Did I have noise? Did I have too hot? you know, like optimal sleep temperature meant to be 18 degrees Celsius. So all mm. those things, or did I have, you know, did I go for a coffee, you know, 92 at three o'clock, maybe yeah. two o'clock and like that carried through. So, but as you say, like by tracking it brings attention to it means then you can go like, how do I tweak those things to make it better? Yeah. Yeah. Just backtracking a little bit, you know, we're talking about um, the Cardones, that interview. Mm. Why is, why was that important to you? as a part of your strategy for your business and for yourself? Uh, I think anytime you can get in front of someone and work with someone who is at, you know, for lack of a better word, like a higher level, like it always it brings you up as a byproduct of that, like that positioning is going to increase it. So same like we did through a joint venture that we had at the time, we promoted Gary V's 
Ask Gary V book tour when he came out to Australia. So I got to meet him, get a photo with him. We promoted that event, which more and more people know about. So that's again, like it positions us as um, as experts because we we didn't work with him. And then same, if I am in a room and I interview Grant Cardone, there's a little bit of that polish of him has got to rub off on me and it'd be like, well, you know, if Kim's interviewing Grant Cardone, he must be worthy of an interview of Grant Cardone. So there's yeah. like there's some intrinsic connection there. Yeah. So like to me, that's the reason why. So I always go, cool, if I can get someone who's good, you know, like tomorrow, getting Robert Green on the podcast, who's like a quite well-known author, same thing. Like it's, that's, be it's interesting that you describe it that way because like for you in your mind, you, you're not thinking, am I worthy, am I not? You're just like, of course I'm worthy. Like everyone's yeah. worthy if they just, they just have to ask. Yeah. But what you're playing the game of like it, actually most people – do think in that way <laughs> you know most yeah. people are, are, are in their head assessing whether or not they're worthy of this opportunity or this thing and yeah but i mean i mean in my mind it's like if i wasn't i wouldn't have got it yeah so if i ask that's what i mean it's like if you push yourself forward it's like i assume and then i haven't like ever had to date when i did date i was bad at it but it's like cool <laughs> um you know i haven't had a girlfriend out for five years so i haven't had to do that so if you go and ask a girl out if you were or were not worthy of them, it's like they would say like they would say no, I would yeah. assume. You know what I mean? So it's like if they say no, cool. Then that means it's not gonna happen. But if they say yes, then I'm not gonna go into the date thinking I'm not worthy, because I already got the yes. Same as for the interview. It's like if I got a podcast interview and they say yes, it's like cool, I'm in. Mm. Like I might get a little bit nervous and try and think about questions that I'm gonna ask and how I'm gonna position things as I go into it. But if they say yes, now I'm like it's I'm I'm in I've the like tick of approval. Yeah, I don't even think it's a question of worthiness or not. It's like especially when dating, because <laughs> it's like I don't know these it's, things. I, I really feel that it's it's like just true alignment with the energy at the time and like the opportunity and whatever else. And you know that that I think it's that thing that question of worthiness that people like bury themselves with. Mm. Fuck, I got to know. That chick said no to me on that date. It's like, dude, she, you weren't even going to ever like get along properly anyway. You just asked her out because she was attractive. You know, you know what I mean? Yeah. That, it's like, you know, the right opportunities will always happen yeah. for you. And it's if a you, numbers game. So yeah. if you only ask one yeah. girl, exactly. if you ask all the girls, surely yeah. one girl will say yes at some yeah, point. Exactly. And that's what I think about. It's like, Is that what you did? Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's like <laughs> I just go for everything. It's like I have an automated messenger bot that just fires all those things <laughs> yeah, off. Sure. Um, but if you think about it, right, it's like the only, like the, when you ask yourself those questions, should I, shouldn't I, that's before you've taken the action. Yeah. So for me, I just do things real quick. So pretty much my brain can't catch up. It's like, oh, mm. Grant Cardone is coming to a show. Copy, paste, email address. Hey, I've got a podcast. Like, I'd be more than happy to promote it. Bang. It's like, oh, shit. I just asked Grant Cardone to be on my podcast. Oh, well, I've already sent the email now. So it's like, I normally do things like fast and immediate. So it's like, I can't really think about it. Sure. So that's just something I've trained in my, because it's like, if you sit there and think about it, same. It's like if you sit there and look at a girl across the bar. Of course, you're not going to go up to her. after. If you sit there for ten minutes, nah, game over. But if you yeah. saw like straight away, like oh cool, I'll go straight into it. Yeah. Same as if you had like at a networking event and you see like the main speaker and you're like oh hey mate and you go and say hi. But if you sit there and be like, I wonder like if I say hi, what will he say? Yeah. And then what would be the next thing? And is it's it, like, is it weird now if I go over? Yeah. And it's yeah. like hey, oh, I just looked at him for a, like oh, I can't <laughs> go now. I'm going to go to the bathroom. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> and I've done that before. I go to things. I'm like no. But if I'm just like hey, what's up? Then it's like, normally it's just like, oh, I can't really backtrack and say that I didn't yeah. say it. It's out there now, see what happens. So do you still, do you still come up against fear? And like, how do you, how do you deal with that? 
I wouldn't say fear. I, there's definitely nerves and things like that. But to be honest, I always liken it. And, you know, I've been put into experiences where there's actual fear. Like I went and spoke at an event in Bangladesh and there was a terrorist attack the day that we arrived. Fuck. Got met on a plane on when we jumped off the plane with guys with like AK-47s to escort me through. Because I was the only white person on the plane. Whoa. And that all happened at the hotel, like one block over from the hotel that we had next morning. There was a retaliation from the army to the terrorist attackers so for me it's like that's just scary mm. i'll have fear then mm. but like in business it's like oh like what's the worst that can happen people say no or i lose a bit of money i just make the money back or you know like in reality in most cases like unless you're someone who's like a like brain surgeon heart surgeon things like that then it's like <laughs> yeah. that's fear like if you put me on and it's like kim cut this to save this person's life in the heart i'd be like uh, no, I'm out. Like, no, yeah. thank you. But it's like, cool, run the Facebook ad, do this, speak to someone, speak at an event. We, you know, I always like to put it in context. Like even my my girl, uh, girlfriend yesterday, she's like talking about her business and she's got some issues at the moment with staffing and things like that. And I'm like, imagine if you, but I was like, to put this into consideration, because she was like a bit annoyed and frustrated. I'm like, your business could have been in Lebanon right now. And it's yeah. like, half of that place just exploded and window and like, you know, it's like, and then she's like, oh yeah. So I was like, we really can't complain, can't we? And she's like, no, we can't. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? Like if you put it into those comparison Context of those and things, perspective is everything. Yeah. yeah. It's like, no, we've got no issues. Like, yeah, there's nothing to be fearful about in, in business, like yeah. in the business world again, you know, like, you know, and then you watch and like, so she's from Mexico. You watch some things about like the, what happened in Mexico in business and drug cartels and things like that. Man, one day we're driving to the airport and then I could see a police car went past us, like pulled over on the side of the road and started following us. I was like, this is like narcos. I was like, they're going to pull us over. They know I'm like white. They're going to hold me for ransom. Like I was getting scared then because I'm like watching all these shows about what happens and it does happen in Mexico. It's legit. <laughs> yeah. Like they're not made up stories. They're probably dialed down for the <laughs> yeah. more Western audience. So when I was over there and then same like one night, we were like the night we were going to leave, all the street lights went off and all I could hear was like all this running down the street and all this noise. I was like, this is it. Uh, this is where the narcos get. Like I, something's happening. Like it's a foreign country. I don't know what's going on. Like those things put fear into you. It's like running a business. Easy. Yeah. No problem. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I love that. Just perspective and context with everything. Yeah. yeah. And maybe like, you know, for people listening is if they, they just like don't have those reference points to, to maybe like write down a list of their physical, you know, some physical fear things of like, go, go, you know, climb Mount Kilimanjaro or whatever, like yeah. go do something a bit crazy out of your, go skydiving. Yeah. Um, there's a big one for heaps of people because they're afraid of heights. Yeah. You skydive? No, not uh, bungee jump though. I was like, I feel like we had this conversation. Yeah. I think we might have, but bungee jump to have. And I was like, nah, like this is like got to the edge of that. I was scared there. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, this is, this is scary. So in business, you're just like, I can do this. Don't make me skydive. Yeah, yeah, it's like, like, yeah don't make do me that. jump out of a of a tube of steel yeah. with nothing but a backpack strapped to me. Like, come no, on, it's, mate. It's that's so fun, though. Yeah. It's, it's <laughs> so fun. I can imagine maybe, like, the first time, maybe not so much. But for me, I'm like, I'm, I'm quite happy with my feet on the ground. Yeah. No, uh, you know, I don't need to be no Icarus flying up there near the sun. I'm de- I'm cool doing down here on the earth. It's okay. Yeah, sweet. Yeah. So what's... um. You mentioned you got a girlfriend, you know, we've spoken before, um, like how do you manage working so much and, you know, still spend time on your relationship and, and handle all that and have fun. Luckily she's pretty, 
addicted to work as well. Yeah. So uh, she probably works more than me. So there's an okay yeah. somewhat balance in that. As I, I think I don't know if I told you last time. I was like, if we if we were both with different partners, we would have been so dumped. Like we were, yeah. you know, like I would have got broken up with so bad because it's like when I'm working, I'm pretty addicted to working, like in as much as I can. But now I've been doing a whole bunch of study on flow and process and like recovery and things like that, similar to why I got this. So much better now so i'm my main goal is 37 hour work week focus work week yeah and then if i need to do other things outside of that and i want to jump in and look at something on the weekend i will but it's because i choose to not because i have to sure and so doing that and it's like cool i used to be you know like impressed with the 12 hour 15 hour days yeah this, the, that and it's like well probably just means i was inefficient with my time yeah and ineffective yeah so now i'm much more focused on going cool how can i get myself into a good state so i can smash out three hours of work have a break three hours of work another hour maybe in the evening boom that's all i need to do yeah like if i if i'm doing more than that i probably don't have the right systems processes or people in place so i need one of those three things yeah so um, I probably just matured slightly in my approach to that rather than like, yeah, hustle, grind my face off 24-7. Yeah, and like uh, posting on IG stories 10 p.m. in the office being like, fuck. Yeah, exactly. Back in yeah. at 5 o'clock, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, whereas now it's like, oh, yeah, I get up early, but every day I go to the gym in the morning. Um, I relax, have a coffee there, chat to the guys there. There's a few guys that are clients of ours at the gym, have a chat, come to the office in here before 8.45, leave around about 4 o'clock between 4 and 5, depending yeah. on what's on how busy it is, do a little bit of work when I get back. But then, cause I'm, if I'm trying to go to bed by nine o'clock, yeah. like it's like, I need to be back. I'm wind, you know, like it's, uh, I've got yeah. to get it done. I mean, I think, uh, you know, clearly we're both like spent years, like putting in hours and hours of work. Like I remember back in, you know, 2013, 14, in my early real estate days, it was like, fuck 14, like 7am to 11pm in the office and stuff like that. And I think, you, know, you can't underestimate how important that is sometimes, especially mm. in the startup phase when it's like you're doing everything. Yeah. But as soon as you can get to a point in business where you have a bit of scale and, you know, there are efficient and effective ways to scale business and you've got systems and processes in place, it's like you don't actually need to, to be doing that at some point. No, um, you don't need to go that crazy. Exactly. Yeah. Man, it's been a, been a really, really good chat. Um question i always finish off with is uh what, what do you find most interesting about yourself um i think probably my ability to see things simply mm. because i assume that and i think a lot of us do is like we think people are similar to us because really like we can't step into anyone else's brain yeah right so i have no idea what you see right now how you feel experience i assume it's similar to me yeah it's just an assumption i have to make so for me when people say stuff i'm like cool that's pretty simple it's pretty straightforward like this this and this but then they're like oh like how did you like how did you come up with that or something like that i'm like it's simple do you mm. not just like see things like this and they're like no i'm like oh, okay great well so to me i'm like i am very like uh interested and in, i see like how i've been able to to do that because apparently not everyone does <laughs> so yeah. for me i'm like okay cool <laughs> yeah. like this is an interesting thing about me i was like this, that, that's pretty much it i always just go cool you know i i have to like not take that for granted but like appreciate that about yeah. myself because it's like if that's not what other people do it's like i can't believe how complicated people's brains must be then because for me oh, i'm really, like bro. a to b and there's arrow go a to b and other people are like oh but what about like c d z y x y p i'm like no like, it's 
the arrow says go A to B. Like, why would you not just do that? Like, yeah. it just makes sense to me. So, yeah, probably a random answer, but yeah, that's my No, I, I love that. Yeah, and and yeah, I, I imagine there's a lot of people... Like, I, I can see that you would get a lot of questions, you know, often in podcasts. You, you said you've done like over 120 interviews now or something and being like, but how did you cultivate that? And, and you're just like, I was just born like this. So, yeah. So it's like, is that not what you all <laughs> yeah. do? Like, yeah. like oh. what are you doing? <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's like what I did when I said I went to uni. It's like when they would have marketing and management, I'm like, cool. So this is just common sense. Is it like common sense 101? They're like, if this happened in this business case scenario, I'm like, would you not just like, does not just make, is that not just the common sense answer? Yeah. And then everyone's like, oh, but you know, common sense is not that common. I'm like, but shouldn't it be? That's the name of it. Like <laughs> common sense. Like, does that not mean it's yeah. like everyone has it? And they're like, not really. I'm like, oh, okay. That's, that confuses me. Yeah, um, that is confusing. Yeah. So I was like, <laughs> well, okay. So, you know, that's why I like, I liked marketing and management when I went to uni because I was like, it's straightforward. It's like, cool. We need to get more people. Great. Have you run an advertising campaign? No, let's do that. Oh wow, that's ins- like I'm like no, that's what that's what you would do, isn't it? Like, how else you expect it to happen? Yeah. So yeah, it's pretty crazy. Awesome. Uh, what's next for um your social voice and your businesses? You running another event next year? Uh, we'll uh, ideally we wanted to, and we're going to roll one out in March, like off the back of when we had it. But because everything's kind of changed a bit with COVID, we will. Don't know when next year though, because we would like to have like last time, like a lot of our the top speakers that came were from the East Coast. Mm. We had quite a number of people that came from the East Coast. So it's like, I we could do one just in Perth, but I would like to bring, like if I'm going to put on an event and I want good speakers, like I want some of my, my buddies from the East Coast to come and talk. Yeah. So we will do one sometime but yeah our biggest like priority like i was saying to you earlier before we started this like we've got our new office potentially coming up yeah mapping that out and doing the deal for that and it's it's a huge space so it's like cool like what do i put in all this space now <laughs> it's like we're going from we've got like 160 square meters here it, the one that we're looking at it's going to be with some other people but it's like about 511 nice so it's like for me i'm like cool I have all this empty space. Yeah. I can only put so many ping pong tables. Table in. Yeah. <laughs> table tennis. Yeah. Like two or three lined yeah, up. Yeah, exactly. Then and a pool just table. Like a Air hockey. In there. Air yeah. hockey. Exactly. Yeah. Little, little yeah. mini basketball hoop. Oh, we definitely have it's one like a there. full recreation space. Yeah, exactly. A squash court on the yeah. other side. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All the things. Yeah. Awesome. Bro, it's been a pleasure. Thank you so much for your time. Thanks for having me. Appreciate yeah. it. Yeah. Catch up soon. Cheers. Thanks for tuning in to this week's episode of the Alex Waters Show. You can check out all the links below in the description for uh, how to find Kim and how to find me and connect further. Really hope you enjoyed that. Would love um, for you to share the episode. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast as well. And um, I'll see you and speak to you next week.